We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. This is episode 17. Wow. 17. We're stoked to have you here. Today, we're going to be tackling a fun question that was actually sent to Abby by a uh, watcher, listener, fan of um, Abby's show, Writer's Life Wednesday. If you don't know about Writer's Life Wednesdays, it's a show that Abby's been doing for a couple years now. Yeah, since Over May of 2017, I think. Okay, May of 2017, Abby's been doing on her YouTube channel. How would you describe the show? Uh, it's, it's, I teach you how to make your story matter. Yeah. <laughs> and Abby, Based on psychological story analysis. Yeah. Writing analysis. Tons of really amazing content there. I think you guys would really enjoy it. If you haven't checked it out, a lot of you are like... <laughs> We're, we're here from Abby's channel. Yeah. <laughs> so hello and welcome back. Um, so this is a question that was submitted to Abby. But um, we decided, Abby showed me the question. I'm like, hey, we should tackle this in a podcast. So hopefully Molly, the asker of the question, is listening um, because we let her know we'd be answering on the podcast. So this is her question. It's a great question. It's something Abs and I have talked about quite a bit lately, and we're like, oh my gosh, this lines up with exactly something we were talking about recently, so we're going to just dig into it now. Let's lead in with the question. Hi, Abby. My name is Molly, and I love watching your channel. Your advice is life-saving. Um, I have a question for you about the three-act story structure. I have had a book sort of in my mind for a long time, And I have finally begun to really outline it and prepare to start writing. I have been trying to use the three-act story structure, but I'm not sure if my story fits it very well. I still have developed my characters a lot, and I feel like they're the ones driving the story, and they're all acting based on their internal conflict. So my question is, do you think if a story doesn't abide by the structure, it suffers? I know every story is different, but I really see how a th- the three-act story structure works and why it would make my book so good. I am just struggling to make it fit, and I wanted to know what your thoughts were. Thanks so much for all that you do. So let's dig into this one. Mm. Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I think a lot of people are thinking about this lately because I obviously am, I'm, I've been posting a series about the three-act story structure, breaking it down, and teaching on why it works and why it's such a good story structure to follow but it's not like the be-all end-all like it's not like what makes a a story good period like there has been a lot of stories that I've fallen in love with um books movies tv shows that do not follow the three-act story structure especially tv series because obviously it's spread out over time it doesn't really follow the three-act story structure because the three-act story structure is very much built for like a one one standalone type story. Um, and there are so many things that I can point to that I love, so many stories I can point to that I love that don't follow the structure. So it's like, you know, they're still good, obviously. Um, so yeah, this this I think is a good question to tackle because I feel like a lot of people are probably thinking it. But the thing about story structure is that 
it's a good guideline to follow and it's a good template to follow. If you feel like you don't know where you're going and you need to have some direction, you want your story to have this sense of direction and this flow that feels natural and feels like not predictable, but feels like what people expect. Um, there's a fine line between predictable and like unpredictable. And you kind of want to tread the line between those two things, I think. Right. Because if you can't predict anything in the story, then it's it becomes like a frustrating, um, just meandering set of events that right. don't really point to any particular direction. And um, it feels chaotic. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would think like things that I've seen, stories I've seen that yeah. That are what you're saying. Right. It feels like you're watching chaos and you're just yeah. like, I don't know what this character is going to do. They're unpredictable. Right. Like, and what it also feels like is an undeveloped character. Right. Because you feel like, I don't know anything about this character. I don't understand why they're making these decisions and like, oh, okay, maybe they're like this. They're probably going to react this way. Oh, nope. They react totally differently. And then when you keep like changing that perspective throughout what the reader or viewer eventually feels is like, I don't know anything about this character. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't understand why they're acting off of these, you know, irregularities. Right. So it's not even so much like you have to follow the three-act story structure because these story beats have to be followed exactly how they're written and exactly how they're laid out. Like, I like to use the story structure and show writers the story structure and teach it on my channel because it's a really good guideline to follow, especially for beginner writers or people who are just starting out writing. Um, however, what I really want you to do eventually, and I do this myself with writing, is to look at the thing behind the thing. Like, why does this work? And I go into this with each video that I've been doing about the three-act story structure. Like, let's take the inciting incident, for example. There is the inciting incident plot point with the description and with the writing prompts and stuff. But if you really stop and think, like, what is the real meaning of the inciting incident? What really makes it matter? What really makes people interested in it? And why does it connect with people and draw them into the story? When you start asking yourself those questions, you start to get to the meaning behind it. And then you can apply that principle to pretty much anything. So... I feel like I'm really incoherent with how I'm saying this, but what I basically mean is like you have to look at why does this part of the story structure work? Not so much like I have to fit into these lines. It's more like you have to um, make your make every part of your story matter, basically. Right, right. And the the guidelines can help you to see where certain things can fit in. Right, exactly. But it's really like the the reason why it works is the thing to pay attention to. And right. that, that doesn't have to necessarily be the three-act story structure. You know? Right, yeah. I kind of, and you can tell me if this is a non-applicable analogy, but I feel like it's kind of like following a generalized diet. So if you're like, yeah. oh, I'm going on a plant-based diet. So it's going to be plant-based, but it doesn't necessarily need to be like, oh, identical to this person's. Right. And I follow this exact, like I have this for breakfast, I have this for lunch, I have this for dinner, I'm following to AT what this person does. You see a lot of variety within a plant-based diet. A lot That means different things to different people, but it's all following the general guidelines of having a diet based off of plants. Right. Does that yeah. kind of make sense? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. So it's like 
Or even like with exercising. Like yeah, if you wanted right. to build your arm muscles and you're like, okay, well, I'll just look at somebody who has really great arm muscles and just do everything that they do. Like right. you could do that. You could work out like a particular person or you could choose other workouts to do that also target those muscle groups. So it's like right. you don't, the the end game is what you have to have in mind. Right. Of. Like the the thing itself and how you get there is like, optional. Yeah, it doesn't you know? need to be a carbon copy of someone else's. Right. So I feel like even though the three actuary structure, like even the name of it sounds like kind of rigid. Right. It's not something you have to obsess over. No, no. Kind of. Yeah. Like for example, um I, I mean I can totally see the value in the three actuary structure. And I think it can be a great guideline for someone who's approaching a book and they're not sure like how am I going to go about this? How am I going gonna go about having this be relevant and uh, punchy to the point, packing a punch that I want it to, then it's, you know, rad. But like, I've never used any story structure for my books, but yet when you read them, you're like, oh yeah, I see the three X story yeah. structure. It's like, boom, you boom, boom. It. But you, and it's you like can subconsciously see it. Yeah. done. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I don't even like, if someone asked me, even being Abby's sister, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, like, I couldn't lay out the three-act story structure with eloquence like Abby can, because I don't really know it that well. But yet, my my, my point my point is that um, I still, it still is there, mm-hmm. present in my writing without co- being conscious of it. So, um I feel like I'm like losing my train of thought here, but d- oh, does yeah. that make sense? That, that makes total does sense. Does that make sense? And actually, I was recently it's looking at... It's not something at, you have to be hyper-conscious right. of like, oh, I feel bad because my story isn't like fitting into each one. Right. Each you'll, thing. Right. Because you'll probably unconsciously do a lot of it like yourself, like mm-hmm. without even thinking. Like this, I recently did this for... Um, for my Patreon, shameless plug, <laughs> for my patrons, I did, I released the three-act story structure outline for 100 days of sunlight. Now, this is something that I wrote recently because I did not write a three-act story. This was before I before I even knew what the three-act story structure really was. Like I knew about it, but I was like, eh, that sounds rigid and annoying. And I didn't use it for 100 days of sunlight. But then looking back, I've had a, a few requests for like, what's the three-act story structure for 100 days of sunlight? Can you point out some of the plot points? And um, looking back, I'm like, huh, I actually did kind of follow it unknowingly, not completely to a T, but like the general flow of it, except that the middle is kind of follows more of a different structure. But I talk about that in the outline. Um, but that was something that I had to go back and look at. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that that's the inciting incident. That's the buildup. That's the first plot point. And then, you know, act two, and that's the disaster dark moment, aha moment. Like it's those plot points are in there but they don't necessarily show up with the same exact timing. Right. And I think pe- a timing thing is something that people can get really obsessed over. Yeah. Is like, this isn't on this percentage mark. Like, I don't really ever pay attention to the percentages. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, see, like, I don't know page any of this. this. Or like, well, I know a lot of people do it with like screenplays. Screenwriting is like, you know, page five, the inciting incident should show up. Like that's, I think, oh, okay. the save the cat method, which I've never... Um, See, I don't know anything for like those of you just tuning in. <laughs> like I don't use the internet like a normal person, quote unquote normal person. Like I, I don't really look at any of this stuff, but I have heard of the save the cat method. Yeah. There's some other one too, but I, they don't mean anything to me. So, yeah. but I know it's something that a lot of people are like concerned with fitting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I guess like what I was, what I'm kind of trying to say is that I think it's important, like my approach to writing is really um, minimal and kind of bohemian in that very free spirited in that I don't really follow any story structure or pay attention to it. But I guess like the point in all of it, and I think, and I'd like to hear, you know, your own thoughts and the way you would put on this, but like the three act story structure or any story structure really should only exist as something to help you find meaning and structure within your book, whether it's already there or whether you feel like it's lacking. But a lot of times it sounds like, for example, Molly's question here, she mentions the fact that she already has character-driven story. She already has internal conflict. So when you have, like, I at least I would think with a book that you can already recognize, like, okay, yep, there's internal conflict there, you know, character-driven, it, it has meaning, like, that already fits a lot of the structure. Like, the structure is just kind of a guideline to right. find that. Yeah, exactly. And, like, at least in the, the structure that I give out, on my YouTube channel, um, the prompts that I give out with it are really exactly that, like bringing it back to the internal conflict and basically asking you at every, asking yourself at every turn of events, uh, why does this matter to the characters? Like that's essentially what it all comes down to. Like everything that happens, why does it matter? And it could be just, uh, uh, you know, an inciting incident, something that pushes the character outside their comfort zone. And then they make a decision based on pain versus pain, and then cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, and a bunch of things happen. But as long as you always make them matter to the characters, in my opinion, it's like, okay, boom, you have a character-driven story, and things are happening based on the character's internal conflict, and they're interacting with the external conflict based on their misbelief. It's like, there, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> Don't exactly. worry about it. Right, you know? right. Yeah, for sure. And like the fact that like you even said with 100 Days of Sunlight, like it doesn't 2AT follow like to the letter, the 3X story structure, but it's like right. still great. Yeah. And you can still find the 3X story structure in there, but it doesn't need to like fit into every single line. Yeah. So I like, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the short answer to the question is that you don't need to follow every single um, letter of the, yeah. Story yeah. And and it's, it's interesting to look at different story examples of like stories that do this really well. Um, and I actually shared this on my Patreon Facebook page, a video that I saw recently that was really interesting. That was case studying the movie Rocky and talking about how the inciting incident doesn't really show up until like halfway through the film, which I had never thought of. I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. Because most people, most screenwriters, if they were trying to go by the book and, and uh, you know, save the cat or whatever other type of story structure, even the three-act story structure, would have put the inciting incident like 12 minutes into the film the most. Um, but the fact that it's like 50 minutes into the film is so interesting to me because it's really focusing so much on building the character's internal conflict and making you care about the character mm. that you then care what happens to him because right. you learned how to care about him first. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You see a lot of films that are done badly that like if the inciting incident comes later, the only reason it's a bad thing is because we don't care about the characters. And it feels like exactly. just like waste, you just wasted like 15 minutes of my time and now here's an inciting incident that I don't really care about because I don't really care about the characters because right. I feel like you just squandered my time on like random events that yeah. could be happening yeah. to any character and I would care about it just as much. 
Right, exactly. And that's like the difference between character-driven stories and plot-driven stories. Right. And I would rather you spend half the book getting me to care about the character and then make something happen to them versus no time at all making me care about the character and having all this stuff happening that nobody cares about because we don't care about the characters. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, to me, that's boring. Yeah. 100%. What is the inciting incident, Rocky, when he decides to join the fight? Yeah, like when he's he's um, offered you like, the chance oh, okay. to fight. Okay. And that doesn't show up until like halfway through. Wow. So you could be like, that's the plot twist, but it's really like the inciting incident because it's the first thing that really like gets something happening, you know? Right. And like literally yeah. everything before it is just like building his character and getting to know him as a character. It's hmm. just really interesting. Yeah. Um, because that's something that's a classic, like a modernish classic. Yeah. That um went down in history and everybody would point to it and be like, That's a great movie, that's a great film, you know, everyone remembers it. And there's so many books and movies and TV shows that are really memorable and very compelling that completely defy all the rules. Right. And that's those to me are so interesting, the outliers, because there comes a time when you have to kind of put aside everything you've ever heard, even from me, <laughs> and ask yourself, like, do I really feel good about this, like, in my heart? Right. Because if you're an artist, then art will just come out of you naturally. Yeah. And trying to make it fit into... A particular mold can sometimes squash the originality that you had, mm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes people way overthink it and actually, like, get clammed up. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, we've talked about it before on the show, like... Yeah, and then you, like, this, freeze. This creative paralysis <laughs> yeah. that's caused by fear of not being able to produce something that's matching an ideal you've created mentally. And I think that that um, state of mind can be induced by like over-researching, like watching too much material on how to write, um, reading too much writing advice and taking it all to heart because you can't do that with all of it because what happens is you just don't make anything. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. And so you're better off just make whatever and then figure out if it needs to be tweaked later. That rather than being so um set on making something perfect that you don't make anything at all. Yeah. Done is better than good. Exactly. <laughs> you can yeah. make it good later. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what the editing process is for. Yeah. 100%. So I think that um it's it's really the most important thing about to remember about the three-act story structure is that it's kind of intrinsic. Um, and people recognize it or people want to use it. I want to use it. And um, I see it in so many other stories because it's in so many other stories. And it's like, it's just like this natural flow of events that you kind of naturally look for in a, in a story and you naturally write it into a story kind of without even thinking about it. Like everybody knows that every story has a climax even mm -hmm. if that climax is just somebody having an uncomfortable conversation with another person. Like, it doesn't have to be some big dramatic thing, but everyone knows that there's always, like, something that happens to push a character outside their comfort zone, and then they go on some kind of journey, and then in the end, they kind of transform somehow and have some sort of character arc, and there's a climactic moment at the end. Like, you always look for that in a story. Yeah. 
And if it doesn't have something like that, um, or if it has the beginning, but then it just like peters off into nothing at the end, it feels like disappointing and meandering. Um, so I think that a lot of people will naturally write all of the like intrinsic flow of a good story into their story without even right. like overthinking it or analyzing it. Yeah. Even, you know? Right. And I think that if someone feels like, um, because I feel like some of our listeners might be thinking like, oh, well, this is my first book, or I feel like I would categorize myself more as an amateur writer, and so I'm nervous that it's not intrinsic for me. Well, then just use it as like a guide, but don't get like overly frightened of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah don't, don't let us scare like, you. Loosely follow it um, to to your ability and to what feels comfortable for you, and then the rest can be checked in the editing process. I mean, so much of it is done in the editing process. I'm, I'm currently in the editing stage with a novel that I'm working on. And so much of the um, checking structure, checking character development, checking, you know, uh, progression of side plots, et cetera, et cetera. So much of that is shaped in the editing. And when you're working with people reading it and, um, working with an editor, et cetera. Um, all of that's going to come into play. And that's a, that's good in my opinion for it to happen at that stage, because that way you're not like claiming yourself up when you're in just the creative writing, just like let it go when you're in the creative writing stage and let it be whatever. And then you can always adapt later on. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that pretty much answers the question. Yeah. Quite thoroughly. Quite thoroughly. <laughs> thoroughly. <laughs> we hope that this answered your question, Molly. And for everyone else out there who is wondering, wanting to hear it from Abby's mouth, do I need to be really obsessed with getting that story into that structure? And um, yeah, so to, to, to recap. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Just you, make your story matter. Yeah. Make it matter at every turn, matter to the characters, matter to you, and matter to the reader, and you'll be set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important thing, making your story matter, especially to you. Otherwise, it's not going to matter to anyone. Yeah, exactly. But you've got this. You guys have got this. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show. If you want to support in any other way, the bestest way and our favorite way is for you to simply click share that big share button below the video or wherever it is on your phone, podcast platform, whatever you're listening on. Share it with a friend who is um, maybe sweating over the fact that their story feels like it's not following the structure, they're losing sleep at night, they're texting at three in the morning, wondering about, you know, is my story's not fitting the three-act story structure, I'm really upset, help me. Send them this podcast, this, that might be a good idea, that might help them out. Yeah. If you want to uh, check out Writer's Life Wednesdays, youtube.com slash abby emmons subscribe to that if you're listening and you're like oh where's the video version of it it's on my youtube channel this podcast and that's youtube.com slash emmons so feel free to check it out subscribe do all that stuff until the next episode my friends stay stoked and rock on